Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Musings of a Mind and FM podcast. My name is Paul. On today's podcast, I'll be talking about our game with Southampton at St. Mary's. We played a one draw with Southampton in what is obviously a very disappointing outcome. A very poor performance from Manchester United. So I guess um, it's a big reality check for us. Uh, we are brought will be brought back to earth after the 5-1 win over Leeds last week. We thought maybe this might be our year um, if only guessed his um, selections properly. Unfortunately, it appears that um, we got carried away and it also appears that um, probably only has not learned his lessons. So, I think this same old problems are going to rear their heads again so early in the season. So I'm going to be talking about the game and also be talking about other games that took place over the weekend. Um, Arsenal just lost to Chelsea at home 2-0 with goals from Lukaku and, and well, James, Luis James. I was about to say Daniel James. But it's Rhys James for Chelsea, grabbed two goals in the first half and Chelsea were able to see out the game. Arsenal were much better in the second half. I'll be talking about the game and also be talking about um, other big boys who played over the weekend and brushed through their the games and what the results over the weekend entail for Manchester United. So, with that being said, Let's get right into it. All right, welcome back to the show. Okay, so today was a very disappointing performance. The game between Manchester United and Southampton. We all look forward to this game, hoping that we would. Um, continue our exploit from Leeds last week. Unfortunately, we struggled. Um, um, Southampton grabbing their grabbing the first goal of the game through Jay Adams' shot that was deflected um, by Fred. Uh, we could have we could have gotten on the score sheet first, but we missed one or two chances from set plays. Um, but we lost control of the midfield and. You know, Southampton got into the lead. We couldn't recover until in the second half, and uh, we we grabbed an equalizer pretty early on. So we're quite confident that, although looking like we would, you know, get the inevitable second inevitable second goal, but we couldn't build on the equalizer, and uh, we allowed Southampton to get back into the game, especially in the last twenty minutes. And they almost scored the winning goal due to sloppiness from Harry Maguire. Um, they did with an excellent save. And we couldn't um we couldn't uh, we couldn't raise our game, wrestle back control of the midfield and you know, get the winning goal. So it was a very disappointing performance for Manchester United. Um Ole is again making s- Silly excuses, um, blaming fitness or something else which he doesn't know of, 
which is strange. Uh, a strange comment from Oli. Apparently, he's clueless and he's already running out of excuses because if you if we played the way we did, I guess, last week, then there is no excuse for playing the way we did against Southampton. Okay, and so fitness goes out the window. And I need to say some things before I go into the game. It is clear we missed um, the attacking the attacking prowess of Edison Cavani. It's clear that we are, we've missed Rashford. It's also clear that um, Ole is very sentimental. One is also very... He, he, there's a problem with bringing our players to up to speed, bringing them to full fitness because I can't understand it. Many Fred played at Copa America, so did Edison Cavani. But Fred is fit. Edison Cavani has been given an extended stay, and is not fit. We need our best players to be ready to go because we are already dropping points soon. Will be out of the the big boys Liverpool and City, will be out of sight, and we are back to square one again. Even Chelsea, Chelsea, Liverpool, and City will pull away, and will be begin to drag the top four position with West Ham, Leicester, or Spurs. Spurs, by the way, have won two games on the bounce. They've not considered any goals. So even Spurs is ahead of Manchester United right now. Same thing with Chelsea, Liverpool. We are ahead of City because they lost to Spurs. But you and I know that it's just a matter of time before City gets into the groove. Especially if they're able to still get Harry Kane before the transfer window closes. There's still a lot of time. It's still about eight or nine days before the transfer window closes. So there's still time for City to get Harry Kane. And if they do, then you know they will create lots of chance for Hurricane. I Hurricane will not hesitate to take his chances. Chelsea, I will talk about Chelsea later, but the these teams are ready. Roman Lukaku is fit. He was also at the Euros. He, Belgium got to the quarterfinal stage. Of the Euros, yet he is fit and raring to go. But we have players like uh, uh, Jadon Sancho, who obviously isn't even fit to even start games. He has come in as a sub in the last two games and he's looked out of pace. You know, he's not been, he's not really been, he's off the pace. That's just it. He doesn't look like somebody who could play for the five minutes let alone 90 minutes. And these are players who went to the Euros. He even hardly played in, or featured in the Euros. I think he, played, he only played three games. He played four games, I guess, Ukraine. And he played the sub in one of the group stages. Then came into the final at the in extra time to come and take a penalty kick. So I don't understand why these players are not fit. Varane, not fit. Varane, he was at the Euros. France were knocked out at the second round. Pogba was also involved in the Euros, but Pogba is fit, Varane isn't fit. Why? And this is why the the contract situation should have been sorted. Getting Varane signed early was imperative, but for some reason, the club allowed the contract to drag for like two weeks before announcing him on 
opening day of the season. Now it's coming back to haunt us because although Lindelof and Maguire didn't have a terrible game, but the sloppiness of Maguire could have led us to losing or could have led United losing the game to Southampton. And the defense didn't really have a good game. They did have a terrible game, but they didn't. They didn't maybe because Southampton were pro- trying to protect their lead, or were not were not just good enough going forward. But they were not really tested. But I'm sure a better attacking side would have run that defense ragged today. And coming back to the game itself, we failed to dominate the midfield, which was which is very important in winning games. The battle of the military is very important. Romeo and Ward Prowse, their pressing was not, uh, Fred and Matic could not just deal with it. They were just, you know, ponderous, wasteful. I don't understand. I, I can't understand who scouted Fred and Made signed him for Manchester United and was able to persuade the board to sign Fred for Manchester United. I, I, I don't understand. I just don't understand. Fred can't pass a ball. And it's, it's shameful for a Brazilian to struggle to pass simple passes. Make simple passes. He underheats them, plays them behind the midfielder. You know, he's not a terrible midfielder. He has great energy. He's tenacious. He can tackle. But his passing lets him down. And he looks lightweight when he's, you know, when he's um, being put under pressure by players bigger than him. So, I don't understand. Really, Fred plays better with McDominay. I think Ole should just stick with that. If you want to play uh, Matic, you bring in Van der Beek or you bring in um, someone else. Not... People will not match who is slow and ponderous, takes several touches to pass the ball, and Fred who can't pass the ball. It's just a terrible combination to have in midfield. And it has come back to Hunter because we lost control of the midfield. Bruno was not getting enough service. Um, the attackers, Marshall was starved of balls, even though he had a poor game too, by his high standards. And um, Marshall, we, need to, we have a problem with Marshall because... He, he was injured towards the end of last season. He's had several months to recover. The season has resumed and he looks, he doesn't look up for it. He's not, doesn't look fit enough. He hasn't regained his form. And Ole is trying to push him. Try, Ole is trying to, you know, give him games to get back to his best. But it's to the detriment of the team. And there are no Carabao Cup games until after the international break so i don't understand it really it's just frustrating you know basically we have a problem in the midfield i don't know why um Ole refuses to use van der beek in the midfield i don't understand it how can people like fred and matic mctominay be getting a game and even van der beek can't even get in coming as a sub. Really, it's a, a terrible, terrible situation. 
apparently Ole was not the one who scout or who wanted Van de Beek. I think it was a signing to appease France last year when there was a lack of transfer activity. But Ole doesn't fancy him, apparently. Because I don't understand why Van der Beek finds it difficult. He won't do any worse than what Fred did in today's game. And I dare say he would have had better control of the midfield than what Fred and Matic put up there. The two idiots were removed. You know, pardon my um my language, but it's so painful. Two points dropped. I guess a team that will struggle for most of the season. Okay, a team that will struggle. It is very clear Southampton is weaker than they were last season. Yet we couldn't even beat them. And this is the point. I was a few days ago arguing with some United fans on social media saying that even if we don't sign the defensive midfielder, we will do very well. I I I laugh at them. Say, look, you use McTominay and Fred and we struggle when especially with the big boys. We drop a lot of points against the big boys because we always use McTominay and Fred. These are always go to go to pivots whenever we play the big boys. Only trust those two guys to do the job. And our record against um the big six teams is abysmal. Two wins out of twelve. And some fans think that this is a midfield that can win the Premier League. No, this 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 team cannot win the Premier League because as we can see today, even if we have a poor record against the big boys, there are no guarantees we will always get good results against the smaller teams. And we've already dropped points already. We've started dropping points. I'm very disappointed. I had high hopes for this season, but this performance against Southampton has brought me back to earth. It's a reality check for me and I'm sure many of my United fans who watch the game that Ole needs to open his eyes. Get a defensive midfielder for crying out loud. We still have time. We can get a defensive midfielder. If we don't get a defensive midfielder, then be bold enough to use Van der Beek in the midfield. He can hold the ball. You can assign him defensive, defensive responsibilities. You know? Oh, play McTominay. Try him out, you know, in the defensive midfield road and bring and or use his McTominay and Fred combination. At least it's a reliable one, but it would have done better than this Matic Fred. That is a disaster waiting to happen. I don't understand Ole really. Get he's been sending players alone. Um, just sell them for kind of if you don't use Adrias, sell him. Adrias would even have done better than Fred, really. These guys, uh, they can he can pass the ball. We need players who can pass the ball. Watching the Arsenal Chelsea game today, the Chelsea midfield, Jorginho, Kovacic, Messi, Mark in the midfield with um, James and Alonso. Really, look, the they know how to control the midfield. They know how to transition from defense to attack. Pick a pass. You know, no straight passes, no silly passes, no not being ponderous on the ball, slow, sluggish. No, none of that. Smooth. I think the United team 
is good enough to at least challenge for a title, even if they're not going to be good enough to win it, actually. But Ole needs to go for that to be real to be reality. And only a yes man that he is would, would not go anywhere as long as he's provide, bringing Champions League football and taking the team to semi-finals and not actually winning anything, you know. So, um, it's very painful. Bruno was not at it today. He did okay. He had one or two attempts that could have led to, or one or two half chances, I'm, I should say, but they didn't go in. Pogba was very good too, especially in the second half. He did okay. Um, created the goal. Could have scored one as well. You know, Marshall was non-existent. He had one header cleared of the line. If he had, if he had headed the ball with more conviction, probably uh, we would have scored in the first half from the free kick that Bruno took that um, hit the crossbar and Southampton managed to clear off the line, you know. I'm surprised that Sancho is not does not look ready yet. After two games, it's it's terrible, and we are going away again to Wolves, another boogie team for Manchester United. I hope Ole will will be man enough and be bold enough to do the right things. Start playing Sancho and Varane. We need to have these players playing. We really need to. I don't understand. The sentiment with uh, Matic and uh, you, you, a winning team that you know bust leads, you know, you you change it up to accommodate some favorites. Why is it? Why did you just go with the team that played leads last week? You had to change it and a poor performance. You didn't change it up because probably because the goal came in early. You know. It's so annoying and frustrating. Ole frustrates people. He frustrates people. And I'm I'm pretty sure that Ole will never win any trophy as long as he's doing enough to keep his bosses happy. But he doesn't have the courage or the tactical news to get the best out of even a team that he has. There are clear weaknesses in the team which we've all highlighted everybody knows that you know they need a defensive midfield as it, as we have to play two midfielders to play the role of one person and he doesn't seem you know he's not desperate to have one because he probably is comfortable with it because it worked very well for him last season hopefully he does the right thing and hopefully he will not repeat this abysmal lineup he you know, churned out today. Hopefully, he won't. Alright, that's that for the Manchester United game against Southampton. I'm a bit pissed off. Naturally, I would have been more controlled. Probably, um, maybe because we want to be, we are all desperate to be amongst the top four and remain, you know, uh, around about the top positions in the league. You know, so that uh, we we don't repeat the mistake of last season, because we will eventually drop more drop more points when we come against it like Crystal Palace, uh, Wolves, you know, teams like West Ham. We could drop points in those games, and only is um 
Anyway, I'm, I'll keep on going there. Anyway, so the, this weekend, uh, most of the big boys um, were able to get continue their good runs. Um, Chelsea defeated Arsenal 2-0. Easy victory for Chelsea. In the first half, they were outstanding. Uh, Arsenal grew into the game, created a few chances in the second half, but they couldn't take them. Rob Holding, Aubameyang, all missing chances. Arsenal, the Arsenal team is depleted and they're suffering injuries as well. Tierney was substituted due to injury and a few others too had to be substituted because of injuries. So, it's not looking good for Arsenal at the moment, but they've signed players and um, I guess it will take a while before um, things will start looking bright for them. They still have to take on Man City and uh, you won't it to be it will be a shock if Man City do not win that game. Any result outside the victory for Manchester City would would be a shock result in my opinion. So and Spurs were able to hold uh, def- hold on to their lead. Uh, Dele Alli scored the penalty for Spurs um, in the tenth minute, I believe, and they were able to hold on to the end. So a good win for Spurs. Nuno returning to Wolves and leaving away uh, with a victory. So good one for Spurs. Um, Rapul also defeated Burnley 2-0. That was expected. And the Dele did uh, carried out the victory for Liverpool. And yeah, I think that's about it. Um, my United failed to win. Liverpool won, Chelsea won, Spurs won, uh, Man City won, yes, the Hammer Norwich 5-0. Um, great performance from Manchester City. We all expected them. Norwich, of course, feeble. We expect them to return back to the championship. Uh, they, they didn't really strengthen. Um, it's pretty much the same thing that was relegated two seasons ago. So it wasn't um, it wasn't uh, unexpected. So uh, we have to wait another week before our next game. Uh, we'll be taking on Wolves uh, Sunday. I hope United will will do better. I hope only gets his selection properly. I hope uh, Varan and and Sancho will be free to start those guys. Really need to get our signings, you know, our new signings into the game, and we need to end this. We need to do something about that midfield. Really, the defensive midfield position. You either go with McTominay and Fred, or you go with whoever you want with uh, Van der Beek and and Bruno. Along, if you want to keep Pogba on the left, do so. If not, bring it to the central midfield and go with your traditional 4 3 3. Whatever it is, only needs to sort the challenges we're having with our midfield. It has to, if we intend to compete. So that is basically. Um, thank you all for listening. I appreciate you all for taking out time to listen to my podcast. I, this is wishing you all a pleasant week and hopefully next week uh, when we take on Wolves we'll have um, it will be much more um, enjoyable um, talking about the game.
unlike what we've just experienced today. So thank you so much. Have a pleasant week ahead of you. Bye for now.